0: And we started this a little over a month ago about most Christians are saved, but they're not living a called life. Most Christians are living a saved life, but not a called life. And, and I don't believe it's because Christians don't want to. I don't believe it's because they don't have a desire to. I just think that it's it's not been pointed out yet to many of them. I just think, you know, we get off track. We get busy with life. We get caught up in things and And we keep crying out for revival. And God said, I'm not doing anything over again. And what i want to do is turn you loose again. And when you turn you loose again, new things start happening. And God wants to do new things. Fresh things. See, I believe that there's a lot of Christians that are devout but limited. Devout but limited. And I'm here today to take the limits off. Say, take the limits off. Here to take the limits off your life this morning. See, I, what I want you to understand is when we start talking about destiny, that when you're talking about your destiny and your calling, you, you, you need to understand some things. Let's let's start with that scripture, 2 Timothy two nine. It says, "Whom he saved and called, not or if, or but and called. What he called us. Everybody say us. I say that's me." He called us with a holy, Hagios calling. The word holiness, Hagios means separated from an evil use for a God use. Hagios hmm. calling, a God use calling. Calling, Kaleo, means to be legally summoned, to call forth by God. The reason God legally calls you is because you have a legal right to be in this planet. Why? Oh, not according to our works. That's just not talking about your gifts and your talents. That's talking about your ways, your direction, your plan. Not according to my works, my plan, my ways, not Dalton's ways, but according to his OWN, his own ownership, purpose, purpose, pro-thesis in the Greek language. Pro means before, in a before location. Thesis means, uh, uh, it means design deliberate design. In a before place, God deliberately designed us. Said, to his own before deliberate design and grace, chris, the root word of charisma where we get the gifts of the spirit. Grace. You see in Romans, just keep that scripture up there, but in Romans 5 about verse 17 it talks about that, that that whenever The law was given through Moses, right? The law was given through Moses, but then grace came. In other words, God gave us the law so we could have a mirror to understand where we're missing it and what his best is. And then, it's a, the Bible calls the law the tutor. It tutored us and trained us to let us know that that's not God's best. It was okay. It was legal, but not his best. But then grace came, and we are saved by grace. It says, we will reign in this life through grace. Grace came. Jesus came. <sighs> we reign in this life through Jesus. We are saved by Jesus. I mean, we are saved by grace through faith. Through, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen, the firm conviction of things not seen, the title deed, the guarantee, now faith. Not yesterday, that's not faith. Not tomorrow, that's hope. No, 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 faith is, when? When's faith? So I I, I hope that mountain moves. No, 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 that's not faith. That mountain should have moved. No, that 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 no 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 no. What what's faith? When's faith? Now, faith is the substance of the mountain, of the healing, of the breakthrough, of the deliverance, of the provision. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. But here's where you jump past hope with expectancy things hoped for but the evidence in the Greek it means firm conviction firm conviction of things not seen now let's go back to this but according to his own previous design and his grace which was given to us where in Christ, in grace, in Christ Jesus, what? Before time began. You see, when we mess up with purpose and calling, it's really the same thing, is this, is your calling is not something you create, it's something you fulfill. Your calling is not something you produce or make happen, your calling is something you discover. Yes, there is predestination involved, but predestination, I'll teach you in the next coming weeks about it. But predestination is not like, oh, oh, wait a minute. It was the sovereignty of God that I picked my nose right here at exactly that time of the day. That's not sovereignty. Sovereignty is this. This is what sovereignty is. Sovereignty is God's will and plan. You have a free choice to decide if you're going to accept His will or His plan. Sovereignty is the destiny or the plan that God laid out for me before time began. I have a choice to walk in that destiny or not. That's up to me. You have a choice to accept grace and go to heaven or not. That's up to you. You have a choice to accept His calling. A lot of Christians are saved but not called and live in his destiny and his will and his plan or not. It's your choice. He's not going to make you do anything. But what I'm here to do is to let you know that before time began, God knew you. Before time began, God set up salvation for you. Before time began, God called you. How... Listen, listen. Here's what I want to talk to you about. It's up to us to find our purpose, but it's up to him to grace us to do it. See, our job is not to be grace. He's grace. We're in grace. We're saved in Christ, right? The hope of glory. So what we're here to do, we're here to walk in that grace, that destiny, that deliberate design that God made us to walk out. He prepared us. So here's the question that purpose and grace were given before time began. Isn't that what 2 Timothy said right there? That you were saved and called, not according to your own works, but with a holy calling in Christ Jesus and his purpose and grace before time began. Before time began, purpose and grace was waiting on you. Before the skies were blue, before the clouds existed, before the solar system was hung into place, your purpose was laid out. God knew you and designed you. He could have planned you back in the time of the book of Acts. He could have planned and put you here in the 30s and had you preaching the gospel. He could have planned you any time, any place. But he made you, equipped you, deliberately, intentionally knew and designed you for this day, this time. Your faith is not for yesterday. Your faith is for When? Now, now, let me ask you, how can something be given to something that does not exist? Think about it. How can something be given to something that does not exist? God knew you and designed you before anything existed. He knew you and designed you. Grace, Jesus, was waiting on you to empower you before anything existed. His design, His destiny, His purpose, His plan for you was waiting on you before anything existed. And we get caught up in what we see, what we feel, what we hear, what we touch, what we know, instead of tapping into who he is, who we're supposed to be, and what we're supposed to know. You see, there's a purpose written in the books of heaven about you. Every one of us have a book. The words that God spoke when he designed you and you and I. Because I used to wrestle with that all the time, like, okay, Lord, I know in Genesis 1, 26, and you know, 27, and so on, you know, you created man in your own image, in your own likeness. You created both male and female. You put them in dominion of the fish, the air, the, the fowl, of the air, the fish, of the sea, and all the things that creeps on there to go forth what? To subdue, to take over. Oh, that's good. And then, oh, okay, now in Genesis two, seven, you did what? You hewed man out of the dusty earth and breathed a soul. The Jewish Bible says a breathing, living soul into him. You hewed and breathed Zoe, godlike life. And he became a living, talking spirit, is what the Jewish translation says. Now, if you want to get something, I'm going to be teaching on the total plan of man. Wednesday night is the first 6 o'clock class where I'm going to be teaching about spirit, soul, and body. You Get back into this stuff, and it'll help you straighten your mind and your mouth out. But anyway, that's another thing. You'll, you'll be walking in faith and not hope. Come on. So here, let's see. So there's books written in heaven. Now I'm not going to just show you. I showed you last week and there's more scripture about how each of us have a book in heaven, but I'm going to show you that even Jesus has a book in heaven about him. Huh. Because I want you to realize there is something bigger than you. There's something this thing exists. It was designed. It, can can you all, I had to ask you could you put Hebrews 11:3 up for me real quick? I it may throw you off. I'll wait a minute. I'll, I'll go on and wait for you because I didn't ask you to do that. But Hebrews 11.3, if, if they're hearing me back there and they can do it, I, I'm throwing them off the scriptures I gave them. Somebody just flip to it in your Bible real quick and reach your Bible to me. I think I know it. He fit in fame and flashed into worlds. Anybody got a Bible? Give me your Bible. Go to Hebrews 11.3. You know where that is in your Bible? Uh, reach it to me, bring it to me. What translation you got? Here you go, here you go, brother. What you got? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it says by faith. By faith, we here you go, brother. Thank you, though. Here you go, brother. Thank. You. By faith, we oh, that phone preaches good. By faith, we understand that what the worlds. That word worlds in the Greek language is aeon or ages. By faith, we understand that the ages, dispensations, existences has to be now faith because you didn't have any memory of it and you can't see it, but it's real. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. By the grace of God, the, oh, the Word of God. Stay, go back to that. By the Word of God, by the Word of God. Go back to that. By faith, by the Word. By let's look at that word "frame" in the Greek language. That word "frame" means fit, fashioned, and finished. By faith, we understand that the worlds were fit, fashioned, and finished by the Word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. John 1:1. John 1:14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word is who? Jesus. Jesus is who? Grace because grace came. I'm saved by Jesus. I mean grace through faith. Listen, by faith we understand that the worlds were fit, finished and fashioned by the grace the Jesus, the Word of God. Now give me the next half of it. So that that mountain you're facing, that mountain that's yelling at you, that mountain of relationship, that mountain of finances, that mountain of health, that mountain of ministry, whatever it is, so that things which are not seen were not made of things which are visible. Listen, listen. God spoke and it was. Not from his word. Think about that. God spoke and it was. And get this now. Here's why I want you to get out of this though. God went ahead of you and set a world up. Go back to the first part of that verse. I didn't even have this in my message, but it's okay. By faith. So right now I'm asking you by faith. Now faith is a substance of hope for the evidence of things not seen. By faith, we understand that the worlds were set up like concrete, framed, fit, and finished by the word of God. Now listen. Listen. The word, the grace, the son of God, Jesus, right? The word of God. You see... He set it all, your purpose, which is you, all up a will for you to fit a framed world for you. You've been framed. It'd be a good series, wouldn't it? You've been framed. Talk about your destiny for about six weeks. You've been framed. The world was set up for this time. Jeff, well, what about five years ago? No, no, no. What about last year? No, no. Well, what about next Right now, this world was framed for you guys. This world was framed by grace and power for you. So we go back and ask that question. We go back and ask that question. If we find our purpose, the grace, the word comes to empower you to do it. But you've got to have faith in what God set up. You've got to have faith in what God set up. He set you up for this time, these relationships, this season. Everything is set up if you will tune in to what he's saying to you. Purpose and grace have been waiting for you to discover them before time begins before time began grace and faith have been patiently been waiting on you been waiting on you been waiting on you come on mark come on you got to be born oh you two need to get married over there we need that boy born we need that man of god born we need that preacher born oh we need ella born come on katie you mark we need ella born we need jack born we need hudson born before time began. People say, well, well, what about people, you know, they have a baby out of wedlock. How could that, ha, what, what, what? isn't that sin? I mean, isn't that baby, oh, no, 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 what you got to realize, fornication is sin, but pregnancy isn't. Nice. See, that, that's where people get all messed up with stuff. Repent of the sin, but the baby's the blessing anyway, because God can even bless a mess. a <laughs> is just for somebody, probably somebody on Facebook, not you probably, yeah. Just kidding. listen he he set you up but he equipped you you just can't see it because if you could see it it wouldn't be faith he didn't say live by hope he didn't say you were by hope you were saved through faith You were saved what? By grace through faith. He set the whole world up for you. And you go back to 2 Timothy, he designed each one of you, planned you. No matter how you got here, he made sure you got here. Because somewhere in this world, you fit. You're in his plan, you're fashioned. He, listen, he rigged it. He set it up. It's a setup for you. Yeah, but you don't know about me. Good, I'm glad I don't. I want to know the purpose that you were here for. I want to know the plan that you were here for. I want to know what you were designed here. I don't want to know about your feelings. I don't want to know about how you look. I don't know. I want to care about what you think. All I care about is, do you love God and his purpose? Because if you do, you'll love yourself. You'll love others. You'll do his will. You'll do his plan, and you will accomplish what God put you on this planet. so you you heard me talk about a book about you in heaven right so let's let's look at that let's look at that book let's look at that book Psalm 139 let's look at David's book verse 14 he said I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and my soul knows very well my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Actually, we can, we can go up to Hebrews and go, wow, he fit fa- framed and fashioned the world after David. I mean, what's crazy? Get this, in Acts 13, get this. When I first gave my life to the Lord, this was the first scripture I read. The first or second. The other one was Joshua 1. But it's one of these two. It's the same night, same night. And it blew me away. And, and, and God said, I, I found a new king. Saul's no longer my king. He said, I I found a new king. His name's David. He's a man that will do everything I ask him to do, one translation says. Another one says, he will do everything that's in my heart, God's heart. (laughs) Listen, he did everything that was in God's heart, and Jesus came through the seed, an uncorrupted seed through that lineage, from God's lineage and David's, but guess what? David did a lot of things he wasn't supposed to do too. So it shows you there's hope no matter where you're at in your life. Sure, we've done and we've said and we've done things we shouldn't do. But that doesn't mean God's finished with us. He knew you'd mess up. He set the world up. You just got to repent. You got to get rid of it. You got to let it go and get refocused on Him so you can take those mountains down. He set you up, I want to get to this Verse 16 <clears throat> Your eyes David said your eyes saw my substance It saw my DNA, my mind, my hair color Everything about me Because when Samuel went to pick out Which son of Jesse's was David's Was the king, he didn't know but God knew and God said that big handsome one Nope, 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 nope To all those big brothers it's not it he let Samuel figure it out. Samuel said, all right, Jesse, do you have any more sons? Ah, oh, just this little red-haired kid out here in the field, shepherd. It'd take a while to get him. We're not sitting down, do he he As soon as he comes in, Samuel's thinking probably, Jesse, you're so dumb. Why didn't you just bring all, I said all your sons. But he didn't, that we know of. It's not recorded anyway. And he said, ah, oh. God said, that's him. He's got to go out among the stinky sheep poop to get you. And he's got to go out where you smell like the animals and your hair's messed up. and You got buck bites and you just look out of order and you walk into a room and they're all dressed for the priest to come to pick the king. And here you come in all messed up. If it fits God's plan, as long as you're willing, it doesn't matter. Because he set you up for that time. Okay, let me me get over here to this book thing. Said your eyes saw my substance, my DNA, every part about me being yet unformed. And in, oh my goodness, what does that say? Somebody read that to me. In what? Huh. Your book. What? They all were written. They, the days fashioned for me. When as yet, there were none of them. Before there were any days, you made me and my DNA and designed me and framed me and fashioned me. Every day of my life, you set me up if I was willing to seek you. You set me up. Fashioned the days before there were days. I'm just a wreck from first service. Let's, let's look what it says in the NIV, verse 16. It says, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed body, all the days ordained for me written, were written. All the days were written in what? Your book before one of them came to be. God holds a book on us in heaven. It has our destiny. It has our DNA. It has our purpose. It has the time period you're living in. It has the season you're in right now, 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 now. And if you will seek him, remember I said at the beginning, he has a purpose for you, a calling for you, but he it, you can't create it, you can only fulfill it. You can't produce it, you can only discover it. That's why seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Well, he's just talking about, that preacher's just preaching about money. He's just trying to get things, just trying to get money. And, and they're just talking about prosperity. And they're just talking about things and healing and sudden. No, 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 no. No, I don't care about any of that. I want all these things that were prophesied, that were written about me, that, were, that I was designed for, that I was created for, that I was made for before any days existed. And you would tempt God to mess with his will. You would tempt God to say, I don't feel like it. That don't work, God. You didn't pick me. I was third instead of first. Well, if you were the Holy Ghost, what would you do? He was third. I mean... Like the old say it's like the Burger King kingdom, right? Can't have it your way. Look at this. Look at this. In his book, our days were written before the world began. God ultimately, God's ultimate destiny for us was predestined, but it's up to us to choose it. He has a destiny. And then he can redeem time even. He can help you out, but you've got to repent. means you change your mind, direction, and behavior. God will judge. Listen now. God's not going to judge you on all these little, did I curse or say a little sin or this or that, right? He's judging you. Yeah, sure, for that. I mean, the penalty you're going to have is the mess it causes in your life on earth. But when you're born again and blood-bought, you're at least saved, right? What true judgment will be once you're blood-bought and born again and still have Jesus in your heart because I believe you can get him out myself, that's, if you want to take a chance, that's your business, but as long as you got Jesus in your heart and your blood bought and you stay under the blood, even though you're not perfect, you get to heaven. What you will be judged for is not all these little things you didn't do or didn't say. What you will be judged for is how close to that destiny that he designed you before any day began, that plan that he put together before time existed to fit and went ahead of you and rigged the game and set the world upon its hinges, fit, framed, and fashioned it just for your time in this earth while you're breathing to do His will. That's what you'll be judged for. Not did you get a degree or not, not are you debt free or not, did you have a good marriage or a bad marriage, not, did, no, no. Listen, I love Lexington, but if Dalton called himself somewhere, I'd be on a beach. I'm just telling you. I would be on a beach. I would be within a block of the beach. My church would probably be overlooking the beach. I would probably have an amazing beach house with a big boat. That's where Dalton would be. But Dalton don't get to pick that. Dalton had to go wherever God said. Now, there was one request that Stephanie made before we got married. I need to know one thing. I'll go, I'll follow you anywhere in the world, but Inez, Kentucky. And I'm not saying that you're not called to go back there, population 600, but if you're called, I think I'm just going to back out on God and you right now. I said, Well, as of now, honey, I don't think I'm called. I'm praying I'm not. Okay, you can propose now. She was saying, I am not. I mean, it's just, you settle that stuff before you get married. See, that'll save you a lot of headaches. Oh, I just felt it. Yeah, you, you feel it all right. You feel a lot of things you don't need to. Anyway, let's see. Tough enough when you know it. Let's see. Let us now. Let us, let us, let us. Let us. Jesus had a book. Huh. Let us. Let's go. Hebrews 10. How am I doing on time? Am I blowing time out? Re- Hebrews 10, 5. 5 through 7. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Jesus said this, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. Daddy, you're done with the law. You're done with the tutor. You want the real thing now, right? Daddy, you're, you're done with that, Daddy, right? So, so you're done with lambs and goats. You're, you're ready for a real body to be a sacrifice. You have prepared, he said, uh, you did not desire, but a body you desired, and you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. In other words, you're done with that. That was a tutor. You're ready for the real thing. Then I said, this is Jesus saying this. Then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O oh God. Even Jesus fulfilled a book. Remember when Jesus came and they asked him to do this or said He said, I can't say anything that my Father in heaven hadn't told me to say. I won't do anything my Father in heaven hasn't told me to do. That's how he defeated Satan in the wilderness, Right? He, he, he knew every time Satan tried to tempt him, he just quoted what his daddy had already said before time began to Satan. <laughs> because he was tapped in. Look at this. There's a book in heaven for every one of us. Jesus came with a, a passion, and for 33 and a half years, he fulfilled that book, every dot and every tittle. And he became the sacrificial lamb for us. Because goats couldn't do it, right? Lambs couldn't do it. Had to be a real. He came into a human body. Flesh and blood. God did. So it's interesting. John, you know, John 1:1, in the beginning was the word, which is the Logos, the Rhema, Logos and Rhema of God. In the beginning was the Word, which is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And then in John 1.14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt in a teenager's body. Became flesh and dwelt in an embryo in a teenager's body, Mary. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, because he is grace, and truth, he is truth. In other words, Jesus was the Word of God sent out of heaven, born in the flesh. And because of that, he gives us access. He gives us authority. He gives us the grace, the God power, the judicial power and authority that whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. How do you pray, Jesus? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where? On earth. As? So God is not so concerned about all this other stuff you're busying yourself with. He's concerned about how much of that will are you doing. That's what he's concerned about. Because your will, your destiny, your purpose, your calling is attached to someone else's and someone else's someone else's. His physical birth, Jesus' physical birth allowed, that was written in the book of heaven, became manifest in the earth. In the form of a human. So it could be said that that, uh, before we came into the earth, we were a word written in a scroll in heaven. We've, we've been a scroll written in heaven that those words were captured when God spoke about us. He deliberately designed every person here. Every person that's ever been an embryo, every person that's ever taken a breath. Let me close with this. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship. That word workmanship in the Hebrew means poem. We are his workmanship created by Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared when? Beforehand that we should walk in them. Wow. He crafted us. He made us that, and prepared us to perform something beforehand. Philippians 2.13, For it is God who works in you both to will and do his good pleasure. So I want to ask you here, why are you here? Why are you on this planet? I mean, I can sit here and tell you stories about how many times I should be dead, and a lot of you can tell stories like that. We could say why we're not addicted, or maybe we're addicted, and we just made it to church today. I don't know. We can all tell our story, but the question is, how well will our story line up with the story that's written in heaven about us? You see, David, had a, he just had a knack about him that he loved God so much that he loved God more than he loved his own life, because what happened when he would totally mess up? He would humble himself and come back to God. When you totally humble yourself and come back to God, it's not like you got by with something. It's it's as though you died a thousand deaths. You wish you'd never done it. Your heart's so strong toward God. I'm I'm, I'm going to teach about the three different Abba, Father, Friend, Judge, here in the near future. Because we got Abba down here real good. He is love. He is Daddy but he's also a judge and it's a judicial system we live in and you're in a jurisdiction called earth right now but you have the authority to operate from the jurisdiction of the throne of heaven here I'm going to pray for you I may pray a little bit different for you in uh, Matthew's gospel six, 16 is it since whatsoever you bind, Jesus said that you are my church on this rock I'll build. Peter, you are Petrus. you are a rock. On this rock I will build my church. The word church, Ecclesia, uh, is talking about you and I. We're his army, we're his called out ones, we're his sent ones. And I know I am probably shouldn't even take a minute on this, but I'm going to. I had it marked. I just got my, this Bible is, here we go. Said, uh, said, blessed are you, Simon. Simon means one who hears. Bar means son. Jonah means a dove. One who hears the spirit. Blessed are you, Simon, Bar-Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And on this rock, I will build my Church. The word church, ecclesia, uh, is talking about the. Ju- it means also judicial. It's not just army or called out ones. It means the judicial, legislature, and government, governmental people of God. Ecclesia means the judicial, legislative, governmental people of God. The true church, the bride of Christ, the true church, has the governmental jurisdiction of this planet. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. You have the judicial authority over this earth. The question is, what are you doing with it? Well, it's the politicians. What are you doing with it? Well, it's the economy. What are you doing with it? Well, it's race. What are you doing with it? You're not battling flesh and blood, but you're battling principalities, powers, and wickedness in high places. So take up your shield of faith. Put on your gospel. On the shed, on your feet. Take up your sword of the Spirit. Hmm, yeah, I preach that a while. Okay. So it goes on to say, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. What? He gave you the keys to the kingdom, right? Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. The word bind is a legal term. It means to have a binding contract. You know, when you're in business, you can sign contracts, but if you're a real business person, you'll ask your attorney, is that a binding agreement? Because you can sign a contract, doesn't mean it's binding. Binding, you can still break it, it's just a lot harder to break, and there'll probably be some consequences. So whatsoever you bind, he's saying whatsoever you put, attach your binding agreement to, See, your binding agreement is before time began with the destiny God made you and purpose he made you for with him, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Before time began, all the way up here into this world, he set up for you, framed for you, fit you, fashioned for you, and gave you now faith to access and speak and see things you can't speak and see into existence, into this time. Have I lost you all yet? Y'all kind of looking at me huh? I... The word loose means speaking of dissolving an existing contract. So whatsoever I come into binding agreement with in heaven, I can, or on earth, I can bind it in agreement with heaven or I can loose it. I can dissolve it because of my authority in heaven. Shoo. What is it you need to dissolve? What kind of contracts have you made with unbelief and sickness and poverty and racism and backbiting and whining and moaning and complaining? Relationships, careers, quitting, giving up. What is it that you need to dissolve right now? See that's what repentance is. That's what it is. When you dissolve, you bind up that sin. And then the grace of God, when you access that binding agreement, that authority you have with God, grace comes. And takes care of that thing you've got to bind up. And it loosens you from.